Rico Abreu joining us here in the Freak Nation. So many think this is going to be only about a 15 minute interview, dude, but we could go 50 minutes <laughs> with all the madness that's about to happen yeah. with you. Let's start off with number number one bomb that you dropped. What are you not doing in January? I'm uh, for the first time in my career, I'm skipping the Chili Bowl to attend some races in Australia. So it was, um, it was just logistically hard for me to go back and forth. So I just decided to um, sacrifice the Chili Bowl, which, uh, you know, I have no issues with the event or anything going on there. It's always treated me very well. Lots of success there, you know, winning it twice and lots of prelim wins. So I'm, um, I'm never counting that event out. I just am changing it up the pace this year and or next year and going. Uh, is it money? Sprint car racing. In is Australia. it money? No, I just I just want to change the experience yeah. up. Um, I enjoy sprint car racing. I enjoy racing at the Chili Bowl. I mean, it was just um, like I said, logistically, it was just tough to get back and do the Chili Bowl and then go. I want to run the Grand Annual Classic, which is like Australians Knoxville Nationals and do some races at Perth. I'm bringing some close friends with me and. I didn't feel like for how committed I was into sprint car racing that it was fair that we just did the Australia trip half-assed. So, I mean. No, I mean, because that's been a thing at the same time as Chili Bowl for many, many years. So it's probably been in the back of your head for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went in 2012 and then I went back with Keith Coons in 17 and did a few races uh, after yeah. the Chili Bowl. Uh, but this time I'm going to be gone for 30 days. It's going to be a long trip. So. So I'm, uh, I'm dreading it a little bit, um, being away from Gus and Megan and my family that yeah. long. I mean, oh, so they're not going to make the trip. No, at all. it's just me and my best friend and two of my good friends are going. No, Gus. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> it, I hate to think about it because. <laughs> oh, that's your that's your it's, boy. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I would, maybe next year I can bring him with me. That's true. Get your feet wet this year. See kind of how the travel could work out, and then yeah, you never know. Yeah, Never Gus, know. of course, being his dog, his yep. gorgeous. What kind of dog? He's a micro golden doodle. He's gorgeous. So we take That's him what he is. everywhere with us. Micro golden. Yeah, he's doodle. twenty pounds. Wow. He's about this tall. And yeah, I'm a sprint car star. driver. I've got a micro doodle. Right. He's he's a cool dog. <laughs> he is a very cool dog. He has his own merchandise line. He has his own stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Rico Abreu, sprint car pilot, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Sorry, Statman. Yeah, I. I've got to ask you, I never ask a sprint car driver this, but I've been offered chances to drive sprint cars, you know, like in media kinds of things. But I've always said no, because guys that know what they're doing, bounce them into the parking lot. <laughs> so you got to have some giant huevos to, to drive those things like you do. I enjoy getting to drive them. They are fast. Um, they are dangerous. It's it's important that we respect the vehicles we're driving and but how do you respect a thousand horsepower and a thousand pounds <laughs> i've been lucky enough to be around some good people that have educated me about the sport and how? about educate the cars me one, i just one uh, i think that it's very important to have throttle control and patience when you're racing sprint cars and understanding the drivers around you and the environment you're in at that particular time instance on the racetrack and understanding the development of the race, never putting yourself in bad positions out on the race. Track. Are there guys on the track that you won't race with? Uh, there's guys on the track that I am ultra cautious with racing with. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So do they are, know who they are? Uh, I have doubt you, it. Have you told I know them? Who they are. To. I pay attention. Have you told them? To, hey, dude. Uh, the ones I want to help, I, I 
don't mind telling them. Yeah, I think it's important that people understand that. That absolutely. Yeah, it only makes the sport better and safer. Now you talk about knowing the drivers around you. Is the Australia month going to be something where you have to look at tape to find out who these guys are? It's all new to me. So I haven't raced a sprint car in Australia in over ten years, and the people that I was racing, the gentlemen that and and the gentlemen that I was racing with. Um, they're not there. They're not really that era is gone now. You know, it's mm-hmm. Robbie Farr, and I know Robbie Farr is probably still racing, but um, you know, a few of those guys is I don't pay attention to much of the the style of racing in Australia. Which, as my travel time over there, I think I can do a little bit of homework. And is there under- a different style? Um, no, but the tracks are a lot flatter. You know, it's more of an oval shaped oh. stuff of of rounder and flatter and they have like concrete guardrails no tractor tires that divide the infield from the so it's just different oh. style of racing oh that makes me think yeah. immediately race more cautiously but you can't race cautiously can you uh yeah you just i mean you just have to understand like yeah. who you're racing with and Whew. i don't want to race cautiously yeah. i feel like i wouldn't be a good i mean it just Exactly. Yeah, it is. I know. But when I hear cars. concrete and no tires, I'm like, eh. racing scared is not the place to be okay. out on the track. Exactly. That's not a racing car. Yeah. <laughs> Rico or Bruce, sprint car pilot, joining us, Freak Radio Network and on Mav TV. High Limit making a whole lot of news over the last couple of weeks. Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, bam! It's a direct competitor to World of Outlaws. Some people say it's not. Some people, well, okay. The days of the week. You're, you've committed to running the full series. Where's the, I know where the beef is. Where's the beef from a driver's perspective between World of Outlaws and high limit racing? Um, you know, it, is it, it sensitive? No, not necessarily. I think there's internal structure issues, um, you know, and, and high limit will run into those same issues that World of Outlaws are dealing with. At the end of the day, everybody wants more money, right? So, um, you know, you get conflict there between team owners and race car drivers and uh, and you understand who really has the pool in this game, and it's and it's the pay per view or the television rights, and then the series, and then the owners that are supporting each series, then the drivers that are racing for the owners. So, um, I, you know, I, I think it's important for me, a person like me, that sees uh, a great vision of this sport, to support Kyle and Brad and what they're doing for the industry of sprint car racing, just the industry of racing in general the viewership levels that Kyle can bring from the crossover stuff from NASCAR to sprint car racing. And I think it all uplifts everybody. Um, you know, me getting to race with Kyle a lot this year, I, it helped my brand grow um, into markets that I never even knew about. And, and being able to compete against and race head to head with him, you get all those people watching that. And it's people now that I didn't even know were fans of mine or are purchasing t-shirts or becoming fans because of somebody like that coming into our sport and elevating it. And uh, it it's just, I feel like it's a healthy direction for all of us. And I gotta ask you, I've talked to drag racers who had trouble getting money from promoters when they're out just, you're attached with a series now, so that's not an issue. But have you ever gone out to a racetrack and the promoter didn't have the money when you were finished and yet somebody's gotta say, look, I gotta get paid here. I've never been in that. I've never leveraged myself for to get paid really to uh, to race. Um, I just look at it as um, you know, if the track's willing to help me out with passes to get in or a little bit of tow money um, to get my team there, then 
I think that goes a long ways. And if I have the access and the ability to bring my merchandise to the races, um, I'm going to do it myself and promote my own brand and get people to show up and focus on selling them a t-shirt while I'm there. So when the promoter That's at the end I of the night, you've won the race and you go to the, to the shack to get your money and the guy says, I ain't got it. Uh -oh. You're going to smile and say, I've sold enough nah, t-shirts? I'm not, but I've never <laughs> ran into that issue. The series better be paying me or I'm not going to be coming back. We'll it is some, a PR nightmare. We'll have some big issues there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know it's happened. I know it's happened. But there's still saying. a stigma about West Coast racing. And I don't get it because there's 50 million people on the West Coast. You, Kyle Larson, uh, Brad Sweet. Jeff Gordon, I can go on and on of, of dudes yeah, that, Harvick, have, Jimmy Johnson. that have had success on dirt, NASCAR, IndyCar. So these races with high limit on the West Coast, like what took you so freaking long? There's a lot. I, of, I say the same thing. Right? I think you see the, the, the California drivers and their success, just the different avenues they've come from. You know, Kyle, Brad and I coming from the outlaw, the caged cart world where they had Cycleland Speedway and Red Bluff where there was it was healthy, healthy race, youth racing. Uh, and then you see guys like Jimmy Johnson and legends and karting, um, you know, Jeff Gordon and sprint car and midgets and go-karts. And um, that's very healthy in California and that younger generation that there's great avenues for them to um, race a lot and, and race around some good drivers, which only elevates your talent level when you're yeah, racing against great talent every weekend and it's tough competition. That's what makes those drivers so good. Well, that was that was my beef with World of Outlaws is you're just neglecting the West yeah. Coast, up and down California, up to Seattle. You've got all those lots good of tracks. good tracks. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't plan the schedules. I just, <laughs> I just show up. I like to support West Coast sure. racing. I'm gonna go out there twice this year to race or next year to race. And do you I know we've asked you this before? But who is your favorite driver of all time? Um, I'll, I'm a big fan of Parnelli Jones. Again, California. Yeah. yeah. He is my hero. Why? Uh, just his diverse driving skills, his success, Indianapolis 500. Um, Over Andretti? I got, oh. I like Mario. Mario's really good. <laughs> I just am a big Parnelli Jones fan. Baja, um, Pikes Peak. He just got to do a little bit of everything. And mm -hmm. I, I, I studied a lot of his family history and Paige and PJ Jones and Paige's career and how unbelievable race car driver he was and why don't you do Pikes Peak uh, I would love to I want to do that I want to do the Indy 500 and I want to do uh, Baja yeah just drop and it right King out the there Hammer. and King of the Hammers yeah. anything else you, you want to go I wanted, you go 300 miles 330 miles an hour in a drag yeah trip? I mean I just asked Tony earlier <laughs> Freak Nation Rico Abreu here in the Freak Nation if you follow you should be following this guy on social media. He's one of the most diverse, active sons of bitches on social media right there. And go get his merch. Yes. All right. Shoprico.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs>